strength It's a sword of power Sword of power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Super. The Z team had started hunting old men for sport. With their rusty joints, they have nary a chance of escaping these athletic young boys coming up and doing what they please. <laughs> this week on Ballin' Out Super. Great. Fantastic. Is Jeremy a guest or is he back? <laughs> Good question. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ballin' Out. <laughs> Super! Super. We all saw how seamless that was. (laughs) Uh, I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. It's good to be back. I hated (laughs) pretending to be Jeremy. I'm really bad at it. (laughs) And Alex Patak. Just so everybody knows, Katie will be doing it again next week. And (laughs) just... For an unforeseeable amount of time in the future, and this is a break for her. This is so she can improve. I just need to study up, you know? Need to study up. This is is dojo time. This is uh, uh, lab hours. We're putting in some lab hours. It's worth worth getting out there. I don't think she's done any studying up until this point. (laughs) (laughs) Nary cracking a book. This is like a group project, and you guys are coming to me at office hours to complain about each other separately. (laughs) Alex says I don't know how to host, but he also forgot how to be on camera for six months. So what what about that? Interesting. It's true. I've really been neglecting the camera portion of our (laughs) iTunes podcast. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've been nauseous the entire day, so I haven't been able to be. Uh, Makes sense. Nauseous. Oh, Katie, did you get that vax? I, I got double vax a while ago. This is just part of the curse of the U.S. health system where I have to keep withdrawing and then readjusting to my meds because they refuse oh, to. Oh, shit. So you got those, oh. weird, like, um, those weird like dip feelings where it's like Woo. it feels like when you like drop off of a... Oh, a, yeah. Like, like when, when you drop off a curb bus. too fast. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Not You're quite like, throwing um, up, not quite being able to do anything else. Let's right. go. And like every time <laughs> it happens, you're like, you you almost feel like, um, like you're like, did I like get up too fast? And then you're like, but I haven't gotten up in a while, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Those brain zaps. Pew pew. Everyone is nodding. Everyone knows what it's like when you've been that way. Yeah, I've been nauseous for three like. days. From these damn Bill Gates microchips they jammed in my body. Oh, oh did yeah. you get a juice? Yeah, you got it. Baby got needed his juice <laughs> so that he could go outside. You got the you got the Johnson? What'd you get? Yeah, I got uh they I got a J job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they did me all the way. And he's like, I'm getting the vaccine so I could party on my birthday and I'm like, God bless us all. God bless. Oh, baby. <laughs> and then instead I had a fever for my birthday, but that was kind of a party in a way. Um, 
I Do you ever have like a light it's... fever and it's like kind of fun? It's like kind of fun that you're a little like, I don't know, having a fever. Yeah, well, you get to like act like you're sick and you get to like be treated like you're sick, but then you're like sneakily like, but I'm not really that sick. I just like lying down. <laughs> <laughs> And then also key information, your wife also has a worse fever and uh, your cats just went to the vet and like need medicine and you got to get up and give them medicine. They're like shitting everywhere. Yeah. Fine. What's going on with your cats? Are they okay? I didn't put this on the pre-approved topic list, so this is talking outside of school, but uh, <laughs> uh, I took I took Luna to get this lump on her chin examined and they mm. like did a biopsy of it where they poked it with a thing and took a sample and they uh-huh. gave us Luna back with a cone on her head like a and she's just a little baby cat so it's like yeah. the size of her whole body just poking <laughs> off of her head and she just gave up being alive she wouldn't drink water or eat oh, or <laughs> And we were like, she seems happy enough. She's purring or whatever. And then, like, one, like, 10 hours later, she had to shit, but hadn't drank any water. So she had, like, a turgid, half out <laughs> poop that would not release. And she could not clean because of the cone. She was just sloshing into all our furniture. And we're starting to get sick as this is happening. <laughs> Just like I had to fit, like go wash my comforter, and she didn't even try to clean it, and like we couldn't figure out any way to make her love herself again. And then I took the cone off, and it instantly solved all of our problems. Uh-huh. I I love that she did a straight up like hunger strike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... true. She broke the regime. This the is cone like, is I off. A, I had a dog. I had a dog growing up that would um, chew furniture constantly. No matter what you did, he would chew the furniture always. Everything, just chewing the bottoms of it. Every, no matter what the material was, you know, metal he'd even chew on it. And uh, at some point, my mom was like, "Well, what if we like get him a muzzle, like as if he was like a dog who would bite people?" And so we put the muzzle on him. And similar response, just like utter shame. Like that's like the only response to that. He would just like go and like hide his face in the cushions of the couch. And he wouldn't move for the whole day. (laughs) It's the same logic of when you put like that large pyramid hat on a child's head when they've been bad in school. Right, yes. The the dunce cap. Yeah, the dunce cone. Yeah. You've been a fool. I feel like that's been taken away. (laughs) They still do it, Katie. They do it. Because we got rid of the dunce cap. Yeah, they should bring the. I bet they still do it at like, um, like Quaker schools. I bet they still do it. Not Quaker, That's true. Like the Catholic schools where they're schools. not allowed to talk. <laughs> the schools where it's like, <laughs> where the name of it is friends, but you know that what's going on inside is sinister. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Too often in our current. In our current paradigm, it is impossible for a child to know when he or she or they are being a dunce. And that kind of unclarity can lead to more dunce-like behavior going forward. I have to agree. American children don't understand dunce-hood anymore. They also just don't know that they're, like, super annoying. (laughs) (laughs) We need need, like, a Legends of Dunce. We need we a Legends need a of way. Dunce and like a Dunce, like a Dunce rights uh, uh, movement. Like we need, yeah. we need people to like be out here being like, look, it's okay to be a Dunce, but you need to know that you're a Dunce in modern America. 
Dunces going their own way. That's yes, like how exactly. I always... I'm always going off about annoying representation. In media. Yes, exactly. I'm like, yes. I, we need positive, annoying role models for people such as myself and Alex. Because we need I would people say that, to look up to. That's funny you would put me in that category. I do I think, think like, maybe I, more I, representation of like really cool guys. <laughs> who wear I think it's largely folded into the functions of like the ADL. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole sub. There's like a, a whole branch whose job <laughs> is to protect annoying Americans. I wish that I'd have this fucking medicine shit figured out. <laughs> I would go, I, it'd be like my, my like veteran center, but it was for annoying girls. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. We get oh, but that. speaking of annoying, annoying representation, uh, the nanny is back on uh, streaming, and everyone's oh, watching the God. nanny. Oh, did you see this? Yeah. Everybody's been watching the yeah, nanny. Everyone's been watching that. Is it all anybody's talking about anymore? No, the nanny's back. The nanny's Fashion back. Icon. What? You can go out for the night. The nanny's back. <laughs> it's an incredible show. It's very good. Yeah. Um, that's Fran and, Drescher. Uh, that's yes. yeah, Fran. Uh, yeah, Drescher, right. That's not her Fran character's of name. the her show. Her real name is Fran Drescher. Her character is Fran Lebowitz. Say her name. Yes, it, they, um, she made it Jewisher for the yeah, show. Yeah, more Jewish, whatever it is. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> but what's funny is, like, it's one of those shows where, like, I feel like my memory of it is that it was universally loved. Like, everybody who watched it, it was like a popular, it was a big sitcom that had, like, yeah. multiple years running. Like, it was a popular show. People liked it. Was it was, like, Kids in the same block the of a Ray Romano and a, yeah, and a yeah, like, yeah. Seinfeld situation. Um, and, and the all-stars. Like, I was listening to uh, NPR the other day, and there was a guy on there who was just, like, trying to present this as though, like, you know, like, it, it got, like, shit on in its day, and, like, you know, people treated Fran like she was, like, annoying and, like, a pain in the ass and dumb and whatever, and you're like, who watched the show well, that way? Everybody loves her. Well, <laughs> She's the to, best. Be, Shaking my to head. be fair, like, I think Fran Dresser, the human being, was, like, you know, because she was a lady doing comedy at a certain time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, anytime NPR tries to do cultural criticism, it's always, like, one guy's super tunnel vision opinion that no one can really... Yeah. The other day I was in the car with Matt, and they came on the radio... And they're like, microbrewing. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this, like, ten years ago? Get out of town. Are it's always, kidding? like, the one person of each group that they know. And so, like, the nanny one is, like, the one gay guy who's allowed on NPR. And his opinion of it is, like, everybody hated the nanny back then. But it's, no, because, like, there's multiple gay guys on NPR, but they're always, like, memoirist or something. It's just, oh, like, sure, one yeah. guy, like... Did you know the nanny's actually good? And then everyone else is like, not at NPR. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it we got all like, fucking new. You know what happens to bad sitcoms that nobody likes? They get canceled. They yeah, don't get like, six seasons of thirty episodes. I each. was about to say, wasn't it on for like almost a decade? Like, that's a long. It's, it's time. on long enough that the youngest son. I, this is the one thing I remember is that the youngest son in the family uh, goes to Harvard at the end of the show. That's how long it was on. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and this is a good opportunity to go back to our recurring segment. What's your favorite episode of The Nanny? <laughs> As we do every week. I like the one where uh, that the LL. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, not LL Cool J. Cool Coolio. J. Coolio's on uh, an episode. Mm. 
where he plays a nerd that wraps things at Pottery Barn. And there's a there was a huge there was a, a huge miscommunication because the daughter's things. like, Fran, you're getting a cool rapper for my party, and he's like, Yeah, I rap pottery. <laughs> <laughs> Then he takes off his glasses and he can rap. He's surprised it's Coolio. <laughs> I also this like This isn't just how... some schmuck from Pottery Barn. <laughs> yeah. I also like anything about how all the old Jewish women can't take a shit. You love it. <laughs> oh, yes. My cat loves those episodes. <laughs> anyway, Alex, I heard you prepared some topics for today. Yeah, well, we didn't all name our favorite nanny episodes. Jeremy, what's your favorite nanny episode? <laughs> I mean, I'm naming episodes I remember right now. What? Wait yeah, for I me think... to rewatch. Well, that wasn't the, the assignment, Katie. Well, the assignment was your favorite. Oh well, what's your favorite nanny episode then? I like the one where she's hanging around the school and a- people are asking her too many questions. That's not. Yeah, you know interesting. That's, that's actually that's actually my favorite one too. What? Oh my yeah, god, out of six odds? seasons. Everybody <laughs> likes that one where Nanny is just showing up at the school and they're like, Nanny, it's during school hours. She's like, I just like to watch. <laughs> Don't ask me too many questions. I'm the Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> I make the rules. You gotta wear the dunce cap, fella. I like the one where they get stranded on a beach together and they finally fuck. And she's like, oh, Mr. Shetfield. Mm. That's Mr. pretty cool. Shit. Do you see it? Do you do they show no, it? No, because it was like on Fox or some shit. <laughs> Katie went on her phone for that. Like she was researching a favorite <laughs> any episode. No, like I just she had got, to double check some facts first. I got, I got distracted by a, an annoying tweet. <laughs> like I harassed her and she was like, shit, I do need my favorite one. Oh, there's so many good nanny episodes. <laughs> all right, you're right. Well, that's enough of the nanny for today. Now that we've all fulfilled our obligation Alex. and we both liked the one I made Stop up. Stop acting out because you miss Jeremy. So we have we have some great topics today. The first one I have is baby stuff. Oh, great! How is the baby? <laughs> We gotta get through this one, but we don't want to jump ahead. Don't want to jump ahead on baby stuff. Yeah, baby stuff's going great, man. We're like, uh, we're sleep training right now, so my mind is just burning, and um, uh, but we're like really close, really close. So, what does sleep training involve? Because as I recall, I would just do it. Yeah, so sleep sleep training is when you like you try to get from like at the beginning when when babies first come home they eat every three hours no matter what right and so overnight of course you know, baby you hungry every, every three hours you got to be getting up and feeding them and then putting them back to sleep right and uh at some point you want to try to get to a point where you can sleep again like a normal you know human uh and uh that's what sleep training is essentially like it's a variety of different like you know tricks and and shit that you do to like try to get them to sleep more we're this close. We're so close. We're gonna do it. What are some of the tricks you do? What are some tricks? Um, like you, uh, you, you do like a kick wait. Flip. You yeah, you do kick flips, but like, but with like a front side one eighty, so it's like it's like a hard flip. 
Uh, yeah, you got to assert your dominance as like the <laughs> alpha skater in the apartment. Um, no, like you got to. It's a lot of like letting them cry, which is shit, uh, because you have to do it at like four in the morning. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, like he, he wakes you up at four in the morning, crying, and then you got to be like, "All right, set the clock five minutes, and let's see if this is legitimate." Right, it's, like it's Bill just, Maher. Does. Really, that's all it is. Is you're just being like, "Are you lying to me right now?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this cry a lie? Baby, believe, baby, <laughs> believe, baby. And at the end of the five minutes, you're like, "Okay, I'm starting to believe you, but perhaps we should try a little something else." And you go and you turn the white noise machine a little louder, and you're like, "If this happens." You're a liar, and you wait two more minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's like a whole bunch of steps you got to go through, and eventually, you get to like 40 minutes of going through all these different steps to be like, Are you really sure you're awake? Oh, 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 my bad. There's a bat in your room. <laughs> and that's totally coming minutes, from a reasonable place. If you've gone through the whole 40 minutes, then you're like, All right, fine, I will feed you, and then you'll just fall right back asleep. And, and that's fine. But then you've been up for 40 minutes and you're like, well, I'm not going back to sleep now. <laughs> God. What are your favorite things to do when you're when you're up in the middle of the night with your um, baby training? I usually I'll just like uh, 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 like read some stupid shit. Interesting. Uh, Did you know Katie's been like, making pom poms? Yeah, you've been making pom-poms. We were going to talk about that. Katie's room looks like a walk-in shower right now. Yeah, Katie looks like she defeated several clowns and hung their noses on the walls. (laughs) So there's not a lot you can do with pom-poms. They're just something I can do with my hands without actually having to super pay attention to it while I'm doing Mm. it, which is something that is essential for my sanity. Um, So, But then eventually you just have a bunch of fucking pom-poms, and you're like... I better make something out of this. Yeah, now I what? But I don't think you're supposed to be this angry I at the pom-poms. The, the least crafty bitch on the planet. Like every t- like <laughs> anything I try to make is so half-assed. So um, I don't know why I decided I had to make pom-poms, but it's where it's where we're at. <laughs> and are those little ghosts in between them? Yeah, I made a little like tassel. And you've been making ghosts to go with the pom-poms. Yeah, you can do a tassel. You could do a pom pom. You could put what them What do together. those represent to yarn. you? I guess it's is my just, question. The camera quality is low because of the time of day and everything. So oh, okay, because it, looks... it looks like folks at home, it does look like a loofah, like a, yeah, like a no, shower it's fluffy yarn. thing. It's yarn. Or a or a badminton. <laughs> it could I, be a badminton. I assure you, everything is yarn, including my face. Shuttlecock. <laughs> could whip up a that you could have a little side business you know early on in quarantine i was getting a lot of messages from my friends about starting a side business and then it turned out that he'd fallen victim to a pyramid scheme but the the initial idea sounded interesting that rules (laughs) oh my god i've experienced so much of that in the last 10 months where like you have a friend reach out and they're like it's called drop shipping and i'm like "Uh Uh uh-huh sure yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) what was the pyramid scheme what did it end up being i feel like it's been long enough that i could talk about this well i felt bad that i didn't stop him in any way from doing it but he just messaged Mm. like all of my high school friends out of the blue one day and was like are you guys ready for a side business to keep that quarantine hustle going 
using Instagram, you can market your own weight loss supplements. No. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> no, it was your life. <laughs> That's the only story it was far more complex than that, though, because it wasn't just the supplements. The idea was you were selling you. Like, I thought he was just texting me that he was starting to be a personal trainer. And I was like, oh, I guess oh, I could help him so be a personal trainer. But that wasn't it. He wanted me to buy items from him and then sell them to help other people launch personal trainer so the idea is someone's like, this is my fucking vitamin, and then you buy them and then resell them as, like, this is person's vitamin. Get the yeah, crunch. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, get the crunch. Uh, he just kept saying, get the crunch, and that <laughs> didn't great, mean the thing to me. It's a great tagline, and everybody's saying it. Get the crunch. <laughs> get the crunch. It's a, it, <laughs> there's a deadly virus. Get the crunch. <laughs> I do um, wonder, like, how many people's, like, those like early, early ambitious uh, like hobbyists that came out of like the first two months of of all this, like like how many people do you think are still making like sourdough? How many people do you think are still like doing their their quarantine hobby at this point? I mean, the people who are very public about it have definitely all jumped off because it was uh -huh. never about the hobby. You know, <laughs> it's just like. It's about no grind reason. culture. Like, is but anybody I still clanging the pans out the window for the first responders? No. No. They're like, you've had enough. <laughs> they get, I've like, discounts now. <laughs> I've clanged I enough. Actually get the really crunch. I hope the pan clangers stay out, because I'm, I'm, I'm now on a search. There and the recesses of Craigslist are affordable apartments being sold by people who don't know any better. And mm. most of them are scams, but one in ten is real. So I've just been replying to every single ad, like, <laughs> just trying to, to sift out the scammers. But if the pan cleaners come back, that means Alex loses his parking spot, and we all go back to $4,000 a month rent. <laughs> Can I ask, so you, you have also run into pyramid schemes oh, yeah. in the quarantine? So did you have a point where you were ever charged with the confrontation with the pyramid scheme Because that was really the climax for me, was I was in this group message and not answering any of it because it was very obvious from the outset that he was being robbed by Instagram <laughs> models. Um, <laughs> but Which I thought was just like, oh, it's a 12-person chat. No way am I going to get called out. And then he's like, all right, info session tonight, everybody. I'll see you there. And I didn't show up. And apparently... Some of my friends were just, like, being nice and, like, went along with it. And, like, some frat bro from his work, no one, none of them had met, had just, just, like, showed up and, like, started telling them about hustle and, like, what it means to get money and then, like, left. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, a Zoom call. And then the next day he was like, Alex, I see you don't have any faith in my business or whatever. And I was like, no fucking way. He went deep. He went oh, deep. Boy. It's, like, very close to cult uh, brainwashing. So, yeah. I mean, and also he was probably already in a couple thousand dollars. So he, like, really needed you to be there because there was probably some sort of incentive for him to have a certain amount of people on the Zoom call. He did come to one of my self-produced comedy shows when I went home one time, so I did feel like maybe I should buy a few thousand dollars of fitness supplements from him <laughs> just to when make I, sure we're even. When I was younger, um, 
my old boyfriend had a really conservative cousin. Like, she had a husband in the military and got knocked up super young and, like, you know, was always taking pictures of she like her daughter got a pink they bought her like three euro dollar uh, a pink gun for like mm. christmas once and uh apparently while her husband was uh sent to be stationed somewhere she was having a hard time so she opened one of those um stores where it's like a similar pyramid scheme thing where it's like ladies selling sexy stuff to other ladies and okay. it's kind of like yeah of course it's kind of like i'm Avon, listening except it's for, like, dildos and stuff, but she was, like, super, <laughs> like, heteronormal, and, like, she sent this link, to, like, to the entire, like, family, and I, I thought it was so funny being, like, Julie's so proud, we can't just give her money, she wants to work for it, so I bought a crate of anal lube. <laughs> <laughs> God bless, I support the troops with this anal lubricant, it's silicone-based. <laughs> I use it on my truck nuts. <laughs> Are you supposed to lubricate truck nuts? I'm just making jokes, Alex. Have you heard of them? <laughs> Damn. Damn. Woo! Shit. Woo Savage. What's the Woo next point on the fucking dock, Alex? <laughs> so I already said Katie makes pom poms. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy anything for the pyramid scheme, and I kept Good. getting texts about it for like a few weeks. Good, you can't you can't encourage can't. this behavior. Yeah. Well, really the dark. the crunch point I was having was like, well, I'm not gonna buy into the pyramid scheme, but I feel like we're not talking frequently enough where I can confront you about being in a pyramid no, no, scheme. No, 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 you can't do that either. It's the only so way. Be... The only way out of these things is unfortunately to financially crash and be ruined. Yeah, so I think I think that happened. <laughs> you gotta just let it happen. <laughs> Fortunately for him, he like has a perfectly good job. He didn't lose in <laughs> in COVID, so like the stakes had never oh. been this low. <laughs> so he just has like frat boy poison brain. Yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. Gonna, so like maybe he's not gonna die under a crate of unsold anal lubricant. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm twenty nine, because that's what's happening to my cousin. My cousin's been in in one of these for like a got to be a decade now she's been she's been doing the 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 makeup one the avon yeah. and um but Respect. she is also like a tenured teacher so she has like a really good job that she makes like plenty of money at and she's just like forever like cycling this fucking mlm that she just like can't get out of but it's like it's not hurting her enough to like try <laughs> she's just a true believer in the avon experience at this point yeah it's she, she's just like i guess she just has a ton of product that she's must like dump in like a super fun site or something i don't know what she does with it all i bet yeah. she looks stunning <laughs> <laughs> turning heads across america no uh my friend was clearly caught in something that were the main <laughs> the main selling point was do you think you can become an instagram model at 29 oh no sign up you simply cannot you simply cannot Unless you're a no, really you can hot barely stay an Instagram model at 29. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. 29 year old Instagram models who are successful or on their way out have started a skincare line. Yes, yes, they're, and they're those growing. are great because you can buy them and you can sell them to friends who can hopefully they'll yeah. buy them and then well, they can sell them gonna... to their friends. That's how we're gonna transition you guys out of this. This is how we're gonna like. This how is we how we're eventually gonna like game. land this plane, you know. 
How how does the podcast end as we start a skincare line? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I was thinking we help other people start Dragon Ball podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna franchise balling out super. <laughs> That's so much better. I love that. We do like a we do like a we're comedy like a school. We do like the Andy oh Angle God, like Gotham yes, comedy gonna... school. Welcome to the Bow and Out Comedy we School. We teach workshops on how to start your own Dragon Ball podcast. For just five hundred dollars a month, we could teach you everything you need to know to start a hyper successful, financially fluent <laughs> anime podcast. You and two of your best friends, too, can make one person's living wage together. (laughs) (laughs) Mazel tov. (laughs) 101, character analysis. Do you see Piccolo on the screen? You're going to ask, where are his genitals? What do those look like? What you're going to want to do is keep a running list of who's in the news, who's in pop culture, and keep those names, and then you're going to combine them with characters from Dragon Ball. (laughs) Welcome to the ladies' corner. You don't actually need to know jokes. You just need to make it okay that the other people make jokes. (laughs) (laughs) And make people think that you're somewhat romantically available, even though you've publicly talked about your multiple boyfriends on multiple occasions. But the important thing, the important thing is that your polyamory will be seen as something of a cracked door. Just wide enough to let the ghosts of Elijah and your hopes through. My heavens. Well, I look forward to continuing that business. Number three. We I, we did all of them, okay? We did <laughs> all the ideas. Why did you lie about the bullet points? I had, and I will read you the list, Katie. Baby stuff, number one. Number two, vaccination. It was lightly covered. It came up organically. <laughs> number three, see if you can fit it in. Katie making pom-poms. What's that? A little ghost next to those. <laughs> Great. And you promise there's nothing else on that list. The sound you're hearing right now is mission complete. (laughs) Well, I have fantastic news. Uh, It is coming in just as we reach 30 minutes. Wow. It's great to hear. Can you drop in some cheering here? (laughs) We did. I will be dropping in. The arena is going wild about right now. Uh, Maybe like a jock Like a It's like we're at a major league lacrosse event right now. I have a, real quick, I have a viewer suggestion uh, for you Mm. guys that, uh, because this is Jock Jams adjacent, um, Vice has been putting out these, like, half-hour documentaries with no sort of scheduling. It seems quite random. Some come out, like, a month ago, and then there's ones that posted two years ago about one-hit wonders, but they they call it that because they don't want to offend them. But I just watched the Thong Song one, and Cisco, you will be surprised to hear, is a freak. (laughs) That's so strange. I would never guess. I wouldn't have thought, yeah. Do recommend. (laughs) This man who feels passionately um, about thongs. I watched the one on, um, not Mambo number five, but the, the one Oh, it wasn't like, me uh, with Shaggy. It wasn't me, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I love that song. I love Shaggy. I'm, I've started building a playlist on my phone called Mr. Softy 1999, and oh, it's yeah. all just... Shaggy's fantastic, because Shaggy has a voice that you can't possibly begin to describe, but it's so good. 
Like, I don't know what that quality of his voice is, but there's something that it always sounds like something's caught in his throat, but yeah. in a good way. <laughs> South Park Tunnel. He sounds like the frog in the rap of the rappers. He's like, <laughs> he's deep meat wad. He's, he's deep meat wad. That's what it is. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail. Is it time he's to do it? I can become an igloo of a hot dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> time to do an advertisement before we get into Katie, I'm glad yeah. you bring that up because today's uh, uh, ad read is for the uh, very oh, no. exciting Scholar's Strength Instagram feed. Would you like to get back in shape? <laughs> oh, wait, is this Do you want to... This is wanna, real, yeah. It, it sounds so very real. eerily similar to the bit we were doing before about the about the oh, fitness Instagram Oh, this is scam. a real. This but is unfortunately, a real... and this is important to uh, the financial goings on of the podcast. Different thing. Okay, this is not a I joke. Just, this is a real ad read. Alex, continue. I just want to emphasize that uh, any pyramid scheme discussion regarding an a, a, uh, Instagram-based fitness product was purely incidental and not related to this fantastic product. Oh we will advertise your product on Ballin' Out Super for only $20. Email ballinoutsuper at gmail.com. And I just want to get back to talking about this fantastic service. Don't, you, don't, you should cut that. Don't say the price on the thing because... I've said a bunch of times. Bump it up. Oh. Yeah, because what if in like a couple of weeks you've got like a bunch of these queued up and then you can start asking for more? Don't put your business out there like that. I've already oh said God. it a bunch of times Jeremy, though, like the last two months. So <laughs> Why do you leave me? Look, we'll it's twenty dollars. We'll, it's we'll a deal. To, it's it happens, a deal. If it happens, we'll make them shorter and do multiple. But anyway, Alex, tell me about You this could thing. buy a, a whole thing of DVDs for this price, an outmoded form of viewership. Alex, what is Please the continue. ad? I'm trying to tell you about this fantastic product and yet you won't stop. You won't you won't stop tearing down this fitness revolution. But here's what here's what we're talking about. You're you're somebody at home. You're watching Goku on the couch thinking, why isn't that me? Why am I not that strong ape? Well, here's the thing, pal. You need a personal trainer who's not a troop or a cop or an influencer of any kind, but just a guy who listens to anime podcasts that you could maybe discuss with while you're doing your great workouts that you're gonna do this is a personal do, trainer so okay do you think that is scholar do you think it's like a like gohan like do you think that's what it's I, named for i do think it's named after gohan that is not in the copy but i think we're they're expecting us to read between the lines um so this is a personal trainer Instagram. this is a personal trainer this is listener bennett christensen and he is a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer and is the program director and head coach for a state championship winning high school ultimate frisbee team. It doesn't say to say that part fast, but that was a decision I made. <laughs> <laughs> we should link him up with um, Worldwide. Doesn't Worldwide do a, a workout show? Absolutely we should. Bennett, you should go on a different show as well to promote <laughs> this product. Because people people are weak right now, and they're going to need strength for the hard times to come. Yeah, and, I would uh, really he, like to be like a Dorito-shaped human being so I could just punch my way to future 
be better great. tomorrow. Any shape is within Bennett's reach because he has seen every episode of Dragon Ball, which is what it takes to get really. What is the Instagram like name again? Bird. I'm gonna look it up. It's at scholar underscore strength, and again, Gohan a scholar. I mean, it writes itself right over itself. there, folks. And if you if you're a balling out super listener, this is twenty percent off of the full package, including consultation, six remote sessions, and six-week nutritional and training program. You don't have to start your own side business. You don't have to buy any of these expensive uh, uh, pills that you get hooked on, and then you're hooked on pills, and everyone's yeah. trying to stop you. Just do it. And all you have to do to take advantage of that. high-fiving fellas. Woo. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to take advantage of that offer, all you have to do is email Bennett with uh, your personal take on uh, what you think Piccolo's dick looks like. That's true. That's in the coffee copy. You should do it. Send him what you think Piccolo's dick looks like, or what you think he has instead of that. Wait, and, is that like, really you in could the talk copy? about on your podcast. It's really in the copy. I couldn't say God it if it bless. wasn't, Katie. You know what? <laughs> Scholar strength. Give him your money. He's going to make you buff. And that's Scholar Strength at Squarespace.com or Scholar underscore Strength on Instagram. Time to flex. Let's go. That's just one catchphrase I came up with right now. Maybe you can use it later. Let's flex. You might want to compensate Alex for that. You know, just putting it out there. You got yourself a good catchphrase. Yeah. If you do want to send me extra money for the catchphrase, I did just uh, pay for some pretty expensive vet bills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think the growth is is serious. I think it's an. I think it's a benign growth. We haven't heard back yet. Thanks for writing in, Bennett. Scholar <laughs> strength. It's probably benign. I think the tone was at squarespace.com. Wow. Wow. That sure has me hungry for... (laughs) Yeah, Katie's doing the next one. That sure has me hungry to discuss a whole episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai. Android style. Let's go. Who's ready for Dragon Ball? I know I am. I'm raising my hand. The title of this episode is... Piccolo's Assault. Allegedly. Android 20. And the Twisted Future. Piccolo is very litigious. <laughs> so last week, uh, Vegeta fucked up the fat android, and then he's like, Dr. Jared, Dr. Jared Robot, number 20, I'm coming for you next. And Dr. Jared was like, nah, and he flies away. He ran so away. So now we open up on a convenient field of rocks. Yeah, they're in the middle of this field of rocks, and there's an old man with a brain under a hat, and he, he you can't like sense him, and he's hiding in the rocks, and you have to find the old man. It's the it's the manhunt episode. So Vegeta announced before he flew it off to the gang that he was gonna go get his ass himself, but you know these boys they can't stay out of it, so they have also joined minus Yamcha, who's a bitch. Uh, mm. Yamcha had, Where to is take, he? Where... Yamcha had to take Goku to the hospital because he forgot to take his medicine because he said he felt fine. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. He said he... It's the I most realistic say... part of the show so far. <laughs> 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 
very true. But also, that's a reliable friend. That's a much more uh, valuable thing than showing up to fucking... Like, what is Krillin doing in this whole episode? He's just sitting there, like, looking I, at something. I would like, argue Whoa, that... Whoa, look at that, that man! <laughs> I would argue that Tien had multiple opportunities to politely leave without question and he has dug <laughs> himself so deeply into a hole by insisting that he be a part of this group and it's like no one has the heart to tell him he's off the a team but he's still there <laughs> well, the whole thing where chaozu didn't come and he did come is like shit now i gotta shoot somebody <laughs> <laughs> I made a whole thing about how I'm way stronger than him. Oh, God. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just a man with three eyes for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that does suck if you have three eyes and look like that, and you also aren't, like, a martial arts expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, every so, shoot uh, needs a production assistant, and, Vegeta- and I think these roles are full. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we open up and Vegeta is yelling at Android 20 to show himself and not to be such a coward as Android 20 cowards behind a rock. Damn, this place is littered with places to hide, Vegeta laments. It's, it's, it means I'm going to have to flush him out, Saiyan style. So he starts to beam. Saiyan style. And then Krillin's like, no, don't kill me, please. And then just hey, as the... I'm, I'm not. I haven't gone to scholar's strength. I'm not ready to flex, says Krillin. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor of the show, Scholar Strength. <laughs> uh, and just as Vegeta rains down a big beam, that's when Android 20 knows it's his opportunity. He runs right out in front of it and sucks it up into his little vacuum hands. Yeah. That was the one rule, is don't shoot a beam at them. And he just cannot do it. <laughs> they had a whole thing last episode about how they had to rip the fat guy's hands off before the beam came out. <laughs> I do appreciate that the tone of this episode is a little different than most episodes of the show, where most episodes of the show is like, oh, fuck, how are we going to beat this guy? But this one was mostly right. this guy being like, oh, shit, oh, fuck. I did the math wrong, and now I own $1,500 of <laughs> the government. Oh, shit, oh, fuck. I didn't carry the one. Fuck. <laughs> um, Dude, I love that the, that the, in order to beat these guys, you have to do, like, medieval, like, thief punishment to them. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what you get for trying to take free garlic. This is what happens when you want bread in Agrabah. (laughs) You see, Goku, we can only be defeated through the immortal law of Islam. (laughs) So, (laughs) Vegeta now lunges back to the plaza. Uh, lunges at Vegeta, but now he, Vegeta, uh, Android 20 is now so super fast from sucking up his beam in a straw. Uh, but still, we go to old Dr. Jiro Robot, and he's like, I must admit, I didn't calculate this power. I didn't want to go back to the lab, but I guess I gotta. Something he says three times in this episode. It's just, it's all the way, it's, 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 I mean, with traffic, 
It's gonna we're gonna be it's it's hour at least. It's a like whole not that far to away, say the least. but <laughs> with the train transfers, it could sometimes take up to like an hour and a half, and it's just like oh, such a man. pain yeah, in the ass. Like, Why is that? Like and it's just like, oh, enough, another J. Come on. I walked two uh, two blocks away from a cafe yesterday without a croissant that I ordered, and I still almost didn't turn around. So I totally get where he's coming from here. <laughs> Um, so then Dr. Jero 20 robot android, uh, is, uh, just observing what's going down. Oh shit, Gohan is on a cliff. Oh shit. And he does a little reading on his beam head. I don't really know how this works, but yeah, like there's a beam... a beam on his head that yeah. said it's, it's like Siri. He has Siri it's, in yeah. there. He's yeah, like scanning yeah. people. He sees Tien and Piccolo and Krillin, and he's like, all right, I'm going to harvest these guys' power so I can fight that little Vegeta man. Katie, can I just add a very important detail, which is that he's hiding from Vegeta by standing upside down on a rock like a nasty spider. Yes. (laughs) I forgot. I got to say, for, for, for how not memorable this whole arc is, like, I... Every time I think of the story of Dragon Ball, I pretty much skip this part and just go straight from, from the Saiyans to, like, you know... 17 and 18 and then to 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 sell right for how not memorable this is like dr Giro is so much fun he is having so much fucking fun all the time he's like this he's weird fantastic. little like slavic nuisance he has this like real like russian grandpa sort of a look about him and he's like yeah. he's pedophile coded <laughs> I have- like he's an old man with a big floppy hat whose whole thing is stretching his arms out and slowly floating towards you yeah, and his best friend is like a doll. It's a literal doll. <laughs> he just brings a doll around to lure kids. <laughs> so yeah, I people always rag on this arc, and I'm like, it's not like the best, but it's I just compared to other Dragon Ball shit, I'm like, it's fine. What's your problem? I love it. This is my favorite arc. I liked the fat guy who was, like, boo but worse, and I like this old man who they are legally not allowed to put in a scene with Gohan, and so he has to attack someone else. (laughs) Who should I drain first, asked the robot. Piccolo is second in strength, only to Vegeta, so sucking him up with a spoon sounds good. Piccolo, for all his brute force, seems to not be able to look behind himself. So he does not see when (laughs) the robot sneaks up behind him and clings to his back like a spider monkey and puts his hand over his mouth. This kind of (laughs) grossed me out. Very kinky. It had like a real like bathroom hookup kind of choreography (laughs) to it. Yeah, but non-consensual. Like, because that dude is like gripped onto his back. Also, how tall is Piccolo compared to him? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. He's like he's like a vest on him. (laughs) He's just legs around the nipples. (laughs) He looks like a he looks like a teddy bear backpack, but it's like Doctor Shiro. Well, he's doing, uh, like, chiaotzu. He's doing the chiaotzu pose. Yeah. Time to suck you up, big boy. It is cool how <laughs> fast he moves, but yeah. And then also, I get that the power gems are in the hands, but something about a hand over mouth thing just, like, grosses mm-hmm. me out. I don't know if you guys... It's as gross. You can tell that it grossed Piccolo out, too, because he, like, is so much more vengeful with Dr. Shiro than he ever is with anybody else. Yeah. This clearly was, like, a violation for him. <laughs> yeah, because he 
My mouth tastes like Werther's original still. (laughs) So he's getting sucked up. And then uh, he's, you know, yeah, you're right, Alex. This is pedophile coding or at least uh, sexual predator because Dr. Giroux goes, no one can see us. <laughs> no one will ever know what happens here. And, but he didn't, forgot no one will Piccolo. believe you. Piccolo has a brain telephone that he can dial people up on, and he dials up Gohan. He's like, Gohan, the android, quickly. He can't be near you. And so, yeah, Go- Gohan gets a text that just says this motherfucker, and then a picture. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Jero's doing a speech about how he's almost dead, he's almost zapped of his power, and then Gohan comes in hot and volleyballs him into the ground, knocking off his stupid hat and showing his stupid brain to everybody. Right, they edited out his famous line, My brain cap! Is, that this? Is this, like, the first reveal of this? Is the first no. time they ever see it? No, they just uh. bring it back because the fans love it. The brain cap. <laughs> Return of brain cap. <laughs> At this point, everyone's surrounding him, and once again, this feels different than a lot of episodes, because if this was Freezer or someone, they'd just be like, oh, ho, ho, I see you've surrounded me. I don't know who to kill first, but Dr. Giroux is, like, visibly sweating. Yeah, sure. Also, isn't he a robot? What is he nervous about? <laughs> like, I'm a predator. I don't do well in public scenarios. <laughs> People aren't supposed to know I've moved here. (laughs) I changed my name on Facebook, but they still keep finding me. No one's supposed to know I don't live in Seattle anymore. (laughs) I'm not Dr. Giroux. I'm Android 20 now. (laughs) Anyway, I do more of like a prop thing now. It's not really... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, why won't you respond to my tweets? I've started just randomly liking your transactions in Venmo. What's the problem? <laughs> um, so Krillin gives Piccolo a sensu bean so he can get his strength back from getting uh, his power sucked out. And then that's when Piccolo goes, he goes off. He uh, takes off his weighted clothes and he looks at the Vegeta and he's like, this motherfucker is mine. Stay out of it, Vegeta. And Vegeta's like, if you want to die, that's your problem. But you know he kind of likes it because he, he, he warriors, repre- recognizing warriors, game, recognized game situation right now. I like it when dudes rock. <laughs> it, does, it has a... Uh... Kind of plot-wise, the same beat says that Pulp Fiction scene when they free the guy from the gimp. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Do- Android 20 starts having an inner monologue, but Piccolo kicks him in the face before he can finish, which was pretty cool. <laughs> the creators couldn't decide if he has an inner monologue there or not. They split the difference. <laughs> And, like, Piccolo is just fucking him up while Vegeta smirks, like, approvingly. <laughs> right. Same voice actor. Smirking. <laughs> chortling. <laughs> kicking a guy. <laughs> Impossible. Why can't I defeat them? Even allowing for error in my calculations. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Meanwhile, Future Trunks is here. And he's like, ah, fuck. I'm, I'm late. 
he's just looking at all the fire coming off of that island, and he's like, shit, oh, fuck, I'm late, that sucks. And then he complains a lot about time travel, which seems like... Right. You know when someone gives you too much information for their excuse, and you're like, you can just mm. say you fell asleep, dog? <laughs> like, just, say, just say you're late. I don't care why. If you're yeah, late, you're just, late. Also, if you have a time machine, how are you late? You can go yeah. to any time. <laughs> That's why he's, like, overcompensating. He literally goes, well, you know, time travel machine gas is so expensive. <laughs> These days, I mean, with the embargo. And he's you're like, like, what embargo? He's like, oh, it's like a, it's a thing in space politics. You don't want to get into it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and it's not that precise. Like, I could have went farther back. But I might be in the wrong place. Like, I don't know. It's like, shut up. Okay. My whole thing is kind of that I'm young. So I don't want to, like, blow that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We cut to Bulma and Yajirobe. Her scooting their boot over to the fight. Yajirobe making a lot of sense. Being like, I don't want to see the androids who are going to kill us all. Also, you have a newborn baby. What up with that? And she goes, it's Vegeta's baby. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I won't oh. throw it out the window. So. Yeah, I guess I won't murder your baby. <laughs> yeah, definitely keep driving it towards these explosions in our plane. Um, yeah, also, uh, very cute baby. Wow. Oh, right, baby now, Trunks is so cute. So cute. Unbelievable. Yeah. Jeremy, you favorites. have a baby. Would you let your baby near all these explosions? No, absolutely not. <laughs> That's, That's interesting. Been... That's kind of the opposite approach Bulma takes. <laughs> All right. I have a theory that Bul- since Bulma's like essentially Elon Musk anyway, she probably like took the embryo out and grew it in a jar just to see what would happen. And then it turned into a baby. And then she's just kind of like, she kind of like doesn't care either way about it. <laughs> she's just like, it's another Capsule Corp invention to her right now. It's just more data for her baby inventions. Yeah. I mean, even later on, like, in those super episodes, she's, like, her and Vegeta are off on some tip while, like, Trunks is just left to lick batteries or whatever. (laughs) Right, it's hard to control the variables at that age, but it does seem like that she took a risk on maybe what she makes out of a baby and what goes into a baby, and then as an end result, we get a great baby. We do get a great baby. (laughs) Uh... We uh, go back, and Trunks uh, is looking on in shock as he watches Piccolo fuck up that fucking robot. And Krillin's like, ah, he's almost as strong as a Super Saiyan. And then they're fighting. And there's fighting, and they're he's just fucking him up. And then he grabs... He does judo chops on him. Yeah, it's kind of cool that he's not even, like, beaming the dude. He's just, like, fucking him up with his fisties and punchies. And he's just he, beating him up in the parking lot. He grabs his wrist, and he's also... Okay, this scene where Piccolo grabs Android 20's wrist and, like, lectures him about how to properly use your warrior power. Did any of you notice that there was disco music with a slide whistle playing? <laughs> <laughs> it was really like, what the fuck is happening? I did not notice because I had taken a funny picture of Android 20 on Piccolo's back. It was trying to figure out what to caption it for around 10 minutes. 
I highly suggest you go back and watch that clip because it's really unnerving. I'm like, why is there slide whistle? I'm a professional. I'll go back to see the slide whistle. I'm going to rewatch for any slide whistles I've missed. And then uh, this is when Piccolo does, uh, yeah, street justice of the Shaw and rips off his arm. And, you know, he's like, I'm good no one at fighting the your bad fighting. It's so gnarly, man. When he rips his arm off, it fucking rules. Armed you happy to see me, he says. Uh. <laughs> That's what Piccolo says. So uh, the boo is for Piccolo. It was a pretty good performance for me. for me. Why don't you give me a hand? <laughs> <laughs> you should have signed up for Scholar Fitness on Instagram. <laughs> Gohan and the fucking other guy are like, yay, we're good, we won, that guy from the future is wrong, while Trunks is gasping at the dead fat android head, and he's like, this robot sucks, they are still fighting, this isn't right, this isn't how it was supposed to happen, is there another robot, how much has changed, I, the butterfly effect, ECT, ECT. I never, uh, I never watched this far into like the abridged series um, because I don't like it that much. If I were to abridge this scene, uh, if I were to write this scene for for that show, I would have him show up and look at the clown face and be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then hard cut to him with them in Doctor Zero being like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> yep, yep, that's Basically. how I would do that. Because that's kind of what Trunks <laughs> is saying. That's what he's saying. He's looking for different robots, and he's finding the wrong robots. Wrong robots. These aren't sexy teens. Um, this is a clown and a pedophile. These aren't the droids you're looking for, Star Wars. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. God damn it. I can't Star wait. Star Wars. You guys ready? You guys ready for this vaccinated summer when all these soft boys are on the loose and they can't wait? can't wait oh yeah you're gonna need a tight body to get through this one and a personal trainer to help you do it mm. probably one you could talk to dragon ball about with <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-huh <laughs> that's all that's all i'm saying it's just an organic thought i've yeah, had um right. so <laughs> krillin's like yay we did it we didn't even need goku i'm like you bitch and then tien's like um i'm feeling kind of unsafe that piccolo and vegeta seem to be very strong but um they seem to like us now so i guess that's fine (laughs) i guess this is all okay (laughs) oh i guess you must have been saying that for a different show where we all say what makes us feel unsafe Vegeta says, send this machine to the junkyard. And that's when Piccolo reminds Vegeta, uh, don't get me confused. I was the embodiment of evil, okay? I'm not soft like Goku. Yeah, I used to manage a junkyard for 30 years. <laughs> don't think I don't know how to use that compactor machine. I'm from Philly, okay? I'm heavy goods certified. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need someone who can pilot a forklift, but who? <laughs> who has the license? You know my past. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't become a pillar of the community without getting certified. <laughs> um, it is at this point that Trunks is here. He's arrived to the group. And Piccolo goes, oh, hey, Trunks is here. And then Vegeta goes, whoa, 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 Trunks? Like the baby I made? That's my son's name? He's from the future? I thought it was just a cool name a baby could have. I didn't realize teens were having it. <laughs> it is funny, too, that what if it was just a different guy also named Trunks? Yeah, I was going to say, like, what if your kid was named, like, Dave? <laughs> another another Dave. Dave? What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> they must be the same guy. <laughs> um, this is at the point that Andrew 20 once again is like, another dude's here. I gotta I gotta go back to the lab. I gotta just suck yeah. it up. I'm calling the lift. <laughs> Trunks then literally is like, who the fuck is this? And they're like, the android that you warned us about and he's like no this is the wrong robot and uh this is when bulma and yajirobe approach and yeah oh this is when that thing about vegeta being the dad happened doesn't matter krillin uh says to trunks uh this is cool and fine and it's supposed to be like this because i'm a little bitch and i'm trying to find every opportunity to act like this is over at all times He's like, uh, you're from the the future, so the future changed. What what's the deal? And then um uh Jerome's like, I gotta go to the lab, I gotta go to the lab, I can't fly, maybe I'll walk. Maybe right, if anybody's will... wondering where I'm at in this moment, it's still upset. But uh <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna explode myself and remind everybody it doesn't matter because once I'm dead Android 16, 17, and 18 are gonna fuck you up. And then he blows yeah. up. And then he blows himself up. And, and you're like, up. pretty cool, pretty cool pretty move. Pretty cool, cool move. Yeah. Wait, did he, did he, are we sure he blew up and he didn't just shoot a really big beam? I think we're supposed to think he blew up, but next episode. Yeah, he's, he's definitely be, doing like a little like, like poof escapee. Yeah. This is one of those great, um, director choices in the dragon ball franchise this moment the slow <laughs> zoom on jero the panic in mm. his eyes the chris the crescendo of the jazz flute so that's it well that's it that's the episode yeah. um what do i do this part out of seven dragon balls yeah. katie i'm gonna give this five out of seven i thought it was very enjoyable but it also like not a lot happened it was just it was just mm. like a good episode for piccolo fucking people up i love it when he throws the cloak and you're like oh shit it's going down there isn't a lot of like bullshit in this episode it's mostly just a fight which i appreciate but it also wasn't like blowing my mind or anything fair enough alex jeremy i had a fantastic time with this episode Android 20 is a nasty little pedo, and you gotta keep him out of your school zone. Um, he's one of the few Dragon Ball Z villains you watch and are just like, I get why they have to kill him. <laughs> I also really like Piccolo's judo chops and how he seemed like he was actually mad and it wasn't just to save the earth and that you touched his mouth and he thought it was gross. And so it's five <laughs> out of seven for me. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to give it six out of seven for very similar reasons as were previously stated. I love how creepy and Slavic uh, Dr. Giroux is. 
I love the cute baby. Very cute baby. Wow. And, um, yeah, had a great, great old time. Good episode to pop in on. If there was a signature move or something, it would be a seven. But alas, we're not there yet. And last yeah, episode, you got Big Bang Attack. So what else could you want? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is if there was like a Big Bang, Final Flash, something like that, give me, give me something to chew on, you know? Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, those are all good ratings. Uh, I think now is time for us to read one of our patented dragon mails. Let's go. It's time for dragon this email comes from avid listener lisa our daughter i'm sure i'm saying that right and there's no other way it could be said uh she writes hi again the question i asked is outdated now that namek finally actually blew up so let me ask you this instead was there a piece of... <laughs> Again, if you write in, your questions will not become outdated because we will answer them, most yeah, likely. We, Please we'll write to us. all questions. It's just we have a very disorganized system. It's not like we're ignoring you. It's just we just don't know what's there. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast and still believe in time, you better re-listen, honey. <laughs> Here's the question. Was there a piece of media that you took part of at a way too young age? For example, I played GTA Vice City when I was like nine, but most of sex and drugs references went over my head because I didn't understand English well enough at the time. Mm. Katie, what was the crazy, what, what crazy things were you looking at? <laughs> uh, my parents kind of were very overprotective, but at the same time, they would watch stuff with me if they thought I wouldn't understand it. Mm. So there was a lot of like double entendre entertainment for me as a kid, but you know what's an interesting one? Tenchi Moyo. I was obsessed with Tenchi Moyo, but because I was very, um, I wouldn't say I was too young for it, but because I was uh, delayed growing up, like I, I, mm. I was, uh, I, I acted younger than I is. I, I didn't know it was sexual. <laughs> you had a late game build. I didn't know. I just thought it was like a cool show about ladies. Like I didn't like all all the horniness like completely went over my head. I think similarly, kid. I think when I first watched Tenchi Muya, I don't think I understood that it was supposed to be like sexual or horny at all. I think it was just like ladies, they're all over Tenchi and he's annoyed by them because they're ladies. Yeah. Wow, that kind of maybe shows a problem you've had at a formative age. Mm. Because when I was watching it, even at a young age, I was like, this is about sex, sex, and more sex. <laughs> yeah, I um, I watched uh, South Park from the day it came out. Right, we were like in fourth grade. Fourth so. grade, yeah, fourth grade yeah. when that came around. So I watched uh, South Park every episode from the day the first one premiered. Um, way too young for that. Uh but also at the same time, not really, because now I look back on those early episodes. I'm like, that's a wildly juvenile show. It's almost as if it was made for kids. I it's know. like a, it's it's like a, a it has like the sense of like Joe Camel, you know, when you like watch uh, like when you look at old Joe, Joe Camel ads, and when you were a kid, you were like, oh, that's an adult character. I'm not supposed to right. like that cartoon. But then like now you look back, you can tell that Camel is an adult because of his jacket. <laughs> i don't have a jacket like that i don't have anything even close to like that but then now as an adult you look back and you're like that is so clearly meant to look cool to kids 
Yeah. <laughs> that camel has his own money. I can't do that legally. So, but yeah, South Park very clearly in the early years was uh, intended to be watched by like kids staying up too late. That's yeah, I like definitely sne- <laughs> to see South Park. Um, I remember seeing that shot of the duck boobs in Howard the Duck when I was slipping through cable and being really upset mm. by it. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> I think the only time when I was like young-ish and was disturbed by something I was watching was when I saw Akira for the first time when I was like 12 and I watched it alone in my room at like <laughs> one in the morning. It was like, oh, there's a rape in this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well no one's ready to turn it off i guess we'll go all the way to the end <laughs> yeah you know like one of my partners he had the kind of childhood where like the parents would let him watch rated r movies all the time like action movies and stuff but mm. i just like didn't have that kind of life i was pretty like my my mom was very like trying not to have me be exposed to stuff which is ironic because that just makes you stay up late and go on the internet right, and of find course. it I had that kind of like life when, when my parents comics. got divorced. <laughs> yeah. Like if your once parents my parents get divorced, got divorced, that's gonna open it was up. instantly like at my dad's house. It's just like, all right, R-rated movies. We yeah. watch you like, smoke word shows, whatever. Yeah. Hey, I've invited Joe Camel over. Whatever. <laughs> do you wanna? Do you wanna get a? Do you want? Do you wanna play pool with the guys <laughs> at the factory? We got. Cool you have to like me more. Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I hope that answered your question. Um, we all had very well-catered childhoods, and that (laughs) produced the podcast that you see today. Thanks for writing in. Again, any of you can send us an email at ballandoutsuper at gmail.com. We will answer your emails every week. And now it is time for plugs. Yeah. Plug a plug a choo-choo. Jeremy, where can the listener find you? Wow. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to come on and uh, it's you know it's a real dream come true to be uh, to be a guest here on Ballnut Super. Uh, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Jeremy Thunder, of course, and you can check out my podcast, Generation Loss, where I watch movies with Bryn Nibor from uh Beep Bledis. And um, you can check out the Steam Workshop for some of my City Skylines creations. <laughs> oh, I'll be sure to do that. Daddy's still steaming, babies. Don't you worry. Make those turn roundabouts more ergonomic or whatever. It's finally good to just put a sound to that famous Twitter account. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you go viral again? I did, yeah. Oh, my um, God. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, now I have all these fucking libs who follow me. <laughs> it's really oh annoying. God. The funny thing is, though, it's really easy to get them to go away. <laughs> oh yeah i bet <laughs> we'll have to check back on that katie where can the listener find you you can find me at twitter at katie rose or on instagram at oh hello katie rose great great well you should do that you can find me on twitter at ptac jokes that's p-t-a-k jokes and pod damn america is my news and politics podcast with the, the enemy of the internet, Jake Flores. Would you like to <laughs> yell at Jake Flores? Listen to my podcast. Also, reminder, and, uh, I don't work for that podcast. And Katie does not work for that podcast. <clears throat> but she does kind of handle our PR. So if you do have questions about no! podcast, be sure to send them to Katie. If you, have a, if you have a message you're trying to get to Jake, 
you're gonna want to send it to uh to at katie rose yeah at katie uh, rose on twitter straight at, to my face oh hello oh, hello katie rose, katie rose on it, so she's yeah. kind of his handler in a way so if you yeah. have an idea for jake I you want to send it to katie it's not not yeah, if you true. have an idea <laughs> if you have like a thing you want to call him you yeah. know anything like that really just anything for him and um so yeah that's all the plugs for me and it looks like that's another week of balling out super Super! Super. <laughs> oh shit, no, I did a false flag ending. <laughs> Fuck shit! <laughs>